you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is Totally 80s, the podcast dedicated to the music of the greatest decade ever. So... Turn up your Walkman, loosen that scrunchie, and get ready to talk 80s with your host, Lindsay Parker. Hi, I'm Lindsay Parker from Yahoo Entertainment, and welcome back to Totally 80s. We love hearing from you, so why not take a second to follow us at Totally 80s on Facebook and Instagram, or you can also email us your comments and show ideas to podcast at totally80s.com. So the beat goes on, so to speak. We were having so much fun discussing the best drummers of the 1980s on our last episode that we just had to make this a two-parter. I called an audible and begged my guests from last time to come back. And thankfully, they cleared their schedules to make it happen. So please welcome back to the show two superstar drummers who both just happen to be neck and neck on Rolling Stone's list of the top 100 drummers of all time, of any decade. So you know these guys know their stuff. First, we have an industry legend who's played with everyone from famously John Mellencamp to Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, Meatloaf, Bob Seger, Neil Diamond, Sting, even the great drummer himself, Ringo Starr. It's Rolling Stone's number 66 drummer of all time, Kenny Aronoff. What's up? And also joining me is a man who's drummed for everyone from Post Malone to Halsey to Miley Cyrus to Ozzy Osbourne, Iggy Pop. And he does all that when he's not focused on his day job, which just happens to be as the drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rolling Stones, number 64 drummer of all time, Mr. Chad Smith. Hello, everyone. Hello. So let's uh, let's jump right back into the discussion. We sort of got into a little bit of who the more underrated drummers are of the 80s. So let's keep that discussion going. Why don't you guys tell me? who you think some of the unsung drummers are from the decade. Larry Mullins Jr. Yeah. And you too. Yeah. I'm really sad that he's not going to be part of these shows that you two are doing in Vegas later this year because he's recovering from, a, I believe, a back injury. But yeah, he just so you know, was he just made it onto Rolling Stones list. <laughs> yeah. You and Chad can fill in for you. Chad, Chad and I, we do. That's what we do. We're the sub brothers, the sub brothers, not step brothers, sub brothers, sub brothers. In the meantime, Larry Mullen is number 96 on Stone Rolling Stones list. 96 for those who care. Just two spots above Steven Adler, by the way, at number 98. I have my list. See, Adler that's right. another drummer. That's another drummer that you can't play like him. He has a swing. He's got a thing, you know, and what people don't realize is that. The drummer is like an engine in a car. You take the engine out, put another engine in, car ain't the same. Mm -hmm. And so how much did these drummers, I dare you, ask Axl Rose what he thinks of Steve Nadler. He thought he was great because he had this swing and it made him be able to sing a certain way. It's mm -hmm. way more involved than just how much technique you have. There's all this other stuff Absolutely. going on. Well, I have an honorable mention for the list that Chad might appreciate because I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up in front of the television set in the 80s. How many kids do you think grew up in the 80s who decided to take up the drums because of Animal from the Muppets? <laughs> he was like the role model for a lot of Gen X drummers, I imagine. 
Well, <laughs> I know it's a random question, but I know you have an animal jacket. I've seen you wear it. I right? love that. I love animal. Who doesn't love an animals? Yeah, like I know. You? I know. It's the best animal. You know. I mean, I, I, that would be. I would. Is he still going? Do you know? Animal will never quit. Animal is still going, as far as I know. Buddy Rich had the drum battle, like a famous drum battle with Animal. Like oh, that would be a real bucket list for me to to go to. You know anyone on Sesame Street? Anybody? I think Dave Grohl actually. Um, he battled. Of course he did. But wait, the Chili Peppers were supposed to be on Sesame Street and got turned down. This is got turned down because they didn't they didn't like some of our our antics. I think you're the only artist to be turned down. It was your antics. No. I think it was the no. socks. I think they yeah. only like socks if they're sock puppets, not socks. Yeah, but that and that's before my time. I mean, I'm... who was the drummer that played animals' parts? Because that guy was bad mofo. Yeah, good question. I don't know. That guy was that a up. bad mofo. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely underrated. He should be yeah. up high on the Rolling Stone. That <laughs> <laughs> I have to look that up. But I heard that they, they didn't they sort of. He was a, a supposedly a cross between Ginger Baker and Keith Moon was were, were their inspirations for, for for Animal. Do you know? Is that right, Lindsay, or you don't know? We've talked about this before. I definitely obviously see the Keith Moon thing because of the personality yeah. of you know oh, yeah. being animalistic and crazy. I'm actually looking this up right now. The drumming was performed by a guy named Ronnie Varell up until Ronnie died in 2002. He was an English jazz drummer. He cool. jumped in a bunch of uh, famous big bands. He oh, wow. was he was born in 1926, so he was you know already Ooh. you know a seen you know a seasoned drummer by the time he drummed for Jack Parnell, and he provided the drumming for Animal. We now know, and he's number one on the most underrated list. <laughs> the guy who gave Animal his sound, his feel. You can't teach that in a drum clinic how to drum like a a muppet. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared this up. I feel like, you know, animal. Dude, well, when Modern Drummer was like the thing, he should have gotten the cover one. Right? When, For when sure. I mean, in point, Lindsay, he's it, like, how many kids? And that's when you get inspired. Right. Whether it's watching that Sullivan show or watching MTV and Tommy Lee spinning or whatever it is, you have many kids watching. Yeah. Come on, who doesn't want to do that? I know. Fucking awesome. I feel since you're the sub guy, since I don't know who's replaced this guy, Ronnie, since he passed 20 years ago to play Animal, like one of you should be the new Animal, the new voice, the new drumming voice, the new heartbeat of Animal. I feel like we should just put that out there and like make. Any could do it. I couldn't do it. No, I also I, think the drumming battle should happen between you guys and Animal. Yeah, I, that, oh, would, that'd be, that would be great. Who would win? Animal. See, I'm putting <laughs> you on that. You are a well-connected woman of power and influence in the music industry. I actually saw the the uh, Doctor Teeth band and the Muppets perform at Hollywood Bowl. They did like Anna outside Lands. They did a full on show, and and someone's playing Animal. Might as well be one of you guys. They do concerts. Hey, I just thought of another drummer that I don't. He's probably not on the list, but he's might be underrated because he's the parts are simple, but the feel is amazing. And it's Stan Lynch from the Petty. Oh yeah, that whole you know band I mean? is amazing, dude. I mean, oh yeah. We used to sit there and listen to those albums. We go like, why is it so great? And we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Another amazing field drummer. What about Max Weinberg? Oh, yeah. Another one. 
Yeah. Holy shit. And by the way, Max Weinberg is on Rolling Stones list at number 55. But we haven't really talked about (laughs) we've talked about a lot of men and we've talked about a Muppet who let's talk about let's talk about the ladies. Well, there's you know, I mean, I hate to say it. Obviously, there's a lot of great female drummers, but there weren't Gina Shock. Gina Shock. Let's talk about Gina Shock. Yeah, she's probably number one, the most popular. Great. You know what? So much that Mellencamp brought her into our studio to record, and I had to watch. And I was going, what the? <laughs> when was that? They brought her in. I don't think she made the record, but it was the after American Fool, we were doing Pink Houses, uh, the Aham record. They brought He brought her in. Well, he was always, like, up your ass, man. Wow. Totally. Wow. Totally. If he, and if, if he thought he could do it, which he could, he did it. He would do it. I would sit on the opposite end of the plane. You can't shit on a plane. You can't shit on the plane. It's plane rule. Uh, no, I didn't <laughs> shit. I didn't shit. <laughs> I didn't shit on the plane. I sat. Sat on a plane. Oh. <laughs> sit hey, on you know, a plane. You know, you know how I got back even with him once? The, uh, the, 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 the co-pilot said, hey, uh, take the, the wheel. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm and John's in the back, and I turn around. My I spin. He says, "What? Why is it getting so bumpy?" And I turn my head around like Jack Nicholson in The Shining with that crazy look. <laughs> you know, he said, "Johnny's here, whatever." And John freaked out. He came up and he wanted to hit me, but if he hit me, I'm flying, so he he couldn't. That's how I got back to him. Damn. I was never allowed to get anywhere near that cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheila E. Can we talk about Sheila E for a second? And Karen Carpenter, too, who, you know, um, died in 83. She was but... incredible. She could do Buddy Witch stuff. See, there's some there's some clips on the old YouTube of her. Yeah. Hearing like, it up. And like, Sheila E. I did an interview recently for Sheila E. Time yeah. with, you know, yeah. tragically the 40th anniversary of Karen Carpenter passing away. And Sheila said that was the first female drummer she ever saw on TV and one wow. of her biggest inspirations. Sheila E. Will, anytime you want to talk to Sheila about Karen Carpenter, she will say yes. She loves Maybe. to give her a shout out. And oh, Sheila oh, E. was, I think, probably that for, you know, a lot of, again, people, Gen X kids sitting yeah. in front of TV. They're watching MTV and they're seeing this glamorous, you know, literally glamorous. She had a song called Glamorous Life. But you're seeing this glamorous woman who's drumming standing up and she's in like all the, you know, the prince looking costumes and, you know, just being back ass and you know she's drummed for so many people she jumped on the oscars you know for that under the sea so like do you have she's uh at number 58 on the list you know who else that people talk about hmm. they kind of but, but it is you know it for for metal guys uh-huh i would say dave lombardo from slayer oh dude where's yeah. he 47 yeah he and yeah what about nico mcbrain nico is he but oh, with iron man is he on it I don't think I saw him on the list. Lars? Lars? He's on our list. He's on our list. Lars was not on Rolling Stone's list. I don't think. I don't think he was because I didn't write enough. I had his name down on my notes, but I did not put a number next to him. Why does Lars get shit on so much? I don't know because, you know, you were talking about Tommy Lee earlier, and Lars is another one of those drummers who is also a star, and people know him as well as they know anyone else, or maybe even better than they know other people. He's not on the best drummer. I mean, I'll double check, you know, like, but I don't remember seeing him on the list. I feel like I remember actually, like, looking for him and being like, that's weird. Why is he not on? Well, talk about his drumming for a minute, and, like, you know, he's obviously a heavy hitter. Metallica, you know, that band in the 80s, they they changed 
you know, their, their style of music and those first three records and Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, the drumming, the playing, the whole thing. Like, no one was doing that. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, the parts that he came up with and like, it's it's really, really like special stuff. So, you know, that to me, like that alone, and look, they've been a band for what, 40 years? Yeah, I found this. I found this on Reddit. Someone is mad. They actually were complaining that Lars... It says this. I found this. I just Googled this literally as we were talking. Rolling Stone creates the list of the 100 best drummers of all time. And Lars Ulrich is not included. What the fuck? I agree. Surprising. If you don't like his personality or his thing or Napster, whatever. Napster bad. (laughs) Yeah. Just just from, you know, I know people like him, but just from like a drumming standpoint alone, like, come on, like, really? They're still... Selling out stadiums around yeah. the world and putting out new music. Come on, exactly. Why the haters will hate? I get it, but like it's it's definitely an om- a big omission for sure. Number seventy on Rolling Stones was Tommy Ramone from the Ramones. Oh, dude, go ahead, try to play like him. Exactly, that's another one. That's another like a Phil Ramone type. Dare drummer. you to try to play like that? You'll you'll. I tried, out. dude. I can't keep that with one hand. People who don't, who aren't drummers or don't know much about drumming probably think it's easy to drum like that because it's deceptively simple sounding to the ear, their songs at least. But it's not easy, apparently. No, no. He's a great drummer, 100%. And he didn't even want to be the drummer. Is that He wasn't the drummer. He didn't? Whoa. No, he was like the producer kind of like, and they didn't, yeah, they didn't have a drummer. And they're like, he goes, I'll play. Wow. All right. Tony Thompson, Sheik, Power Station in the 80s, of course. I was a friend of his. He's a, he was incredible. Power Station, the Sheik. Yeah. Big, big drum sound. That big drum sound he got. I was really, I'm a huge Duran Duran fan, which Chad well knows. And I was really happy when Power Station started because a lot of kind of these snobby people who are dismissing Duran Duran as a boy band at that time saw that John and Andy Taylor got with all those people in power station with Tony, with Robert Palmer, of course, and realized, oh, they're actually like legitimate players if they're playing with people like that. So I was very happy that power station sort of upped Duran Duran's cred for sure. Uh, Clem Burke from Blondie is on the list. Oh my God. How do we forget about him? Yeah, exactly. He's number 61, which is three, three slots above you, Chad, and five slots above you, Kenny. Okay. You're in the 60s. The 60s is a good group to be in. He's amazing. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, what would Blondie would not be the same without him drumming? Nope. No. And then one spot above him, a 70s artist, 60s artist, but obviously had a lot of hits in the 80s as well. Mick Fleetwood is at number six. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come I'm making on. you guys so mad. It's oh, not my Oh, my God. He's great. Like, duh. Duh. I know. He's so big, we couldn't see him. Exactly. And I know there's going to be more coming. Oh, dude, that Mick Fleetwood, I mean, those parts, I've had to play those parts when we, I was in the Music Cares honoring Fleetwood Mac, and I had to write, I'm like, what? Where's beat one? <laughs> you were at that event? That was like the last time that Lindsay Buckingham and Steve yes. ever appeared together. I yes, I, I played uh, at that one. I played with like nine artists uh, and they at Radio City Music Hall. Were you there? I wasn't. I'm for, I wish I had been, of course, obviously, because, you know, Christine McVie is gone and, and Lindsay and oh, yeah. no longer are in the lineup together. Although, you know, I did like the Fleetwood Mac lineup, speaking of the heartbreakers that had uh, Mike Campbell in it and got, also had Neil Finn in it. I got another drummer, Don Henley. 
Oh, yeah. Obviously, I think of him in the 80s, at least, as more of a, it, you know, yeah. just a pop star almost. But well, yeah, because yeah, he was Don Henley was more himself, not in the Eagles in the 80s. But so what? Dude, those parts and singing. Yeah. Oh, that's, if we're getting into singing. And that's what running, I wanted to ask about. Leave, because- leave on helm. Mm. come on try to play like him how hard i mean i know this is a naive question but as i've made very clear i'm not a drummer or musician myself like you know we've mentioned uh phil collins also as well like i mentioned sheila e how hard is it to drum and sing at the same time it seems like it would be hard it's like walking and chewing gum but like on steroids how hard is that i i can't do i mean i can go yeah (laughs) that's that's exactly i learned what he did in chicken foot you go yeah Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> I can do football vocals, man. I used to watch Taylor sing and play Taylor Hawkins, and he, you know, he's very energetic, and he's playing all this like it's like high and Foo Fighters, high energy, and like the, his side bands and stuff. And it's it's I guess it's it's just like another muscle, you know. You just you get yeah. used to it, and and you know, it's just to me, it's like I, yeah, that takes a lot of energy, a lot of breath, and a yeah, lot of, like. And then you're exerting that physical energy playing the drums. This is what he did. It was it was really something to me. I was like, wow, man, I don't know what you're doing that. That's I crazy. know. To me, too. I thought the same thing. Ah, insane. It's actually another limb. I mean, literally, it's another it, two hands, two feet, and then the voice. I'm, I'm curious how hard it is. I don't know how much experience you guys have doing this, but standing and drumming. We mentioned Sheila E. Another one that comes to mind is uh, Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats with kind of do that standing and drumming is that easier or harder do you guys ever play that way no it's on me either but i would imagine the hardest part is that bass drum right (laughs) you leave how do you get the pedal to come off you you know you know that's weird he he was he's great at it i know like obviously he was doing that a long time did you ever ask him Lindsay? like when he started playing standing up was he ever a sit-down drummer Actually, I think you and I talked to him about that on Sirius, but I forget the name, but he saw it like on in a photo of like a 50, some famous 50s drummer you might offhand know, but like, you know, someone who played with like Eddie Cochran or Buddy Holly or someone like that. I'm sorry, I don't have it at the top of mind, but he like literally saw it in a photo of these artists, these rockabilly artists that he idolized and just imitated because he thought it looked cool. I don't think it it was like he wasn't thinking it would like sound better or be easier or anything, but it stuck. And then it kind of was how he drummed from most of the time from then on, but it was for the look of it. He just thought it looked really cool. And this, like on the back of an album cover, he saw it, I believe. I can see like Brian Setzer says, I'm looking for a drummer who can stand. They auditioned 50 drummers. Nobody can play. <laughs> there aren't that many. The other one I can think of is, is more 90s, but like Andy Sturmer from Jellyfish, who, uh, you know, was the front man of Jellyfish. He stood and drummed. He sang and stood and drummed at the same time. It's not common. It's definitely not common that we're like struggling no. to think of another person. I want to, you know, just mention one more other artist that was on or drummer that was on this list, this Rolling Stone list, because we were talking about Zappa earlier and being a child of the 80s. I came across this person uh, via Missing Persons, which is Terry Bowes. Oh, God. Yeah. I, was well. put, I, I thought about Terry, you're right. And, and, uh, but I forgot, like, of course, Missing Persons and like, you know, he was so... He was, he was, again, like he was a, a, the huge part of that. Being a drummer out front kind of guy, a la Tommy Lee, he was, yeah, so physical and so, you know, incredible. And that from guy. what I from what I recall, like Missing Persons kind of got a little bit of 
you know, cred among, you know, the classic rockers or the prog rockers or whatever, who normally wouldn't give a new wave, quote unquote, new wave band fronted by someone who looked like Dale a chance because of this Zappa connection, because of um, Warren Cucurillo and uh, Terry Bozio being in the band. So they were musically, they were, they were, you know. Oh my God. Yeah. That first record. Amazing. Like you, you, her voice was, was like, you know, is what it is kind of, you know, unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people like it. Some people don't. It happens, but like the band and the music, oh, next level. Like, yeah, next not, level. Not your simple. This is the best I can do. Like those guys can do anything. And she was kind of like the original Lady Gaga. Look at pictures of Dale in the '80s, and don't tell me I love Lady Gaga. I'm not giving Lady Gaga any shade, but the resemblance I don't think is coincidental. Uh, had to have been an inspiration to her. Had to have been. Oh yeah, she looks like a smaller version of Lady Gaga <laughs> yeah. with the you know the way she dressed and everything. You're absolutely yeah. right. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. That first record was like I learned every note off of that. Really? Yeah. So what's the record that has U.S. Drag and Walking in L.A.? I think that's the first one. Yeah. yeah, the first first, first full full length, yeah. Full, yeah, they had the they had the EP. He's right, they had the EP. Yeah, I had the EP. I had it. I used to. I was a big fan. I like boys. I liked that song. I like boys. I did. I do. Did you see them in their in their heyday, Lindsay? I did not see them. I was a bit too young, but I I remember as a quick aside because I grew up in LA, as you know. When that song came out, not being of driving age yet, I did not understand what that meant when they said, like, nobody walks in L.A. I took it, like, really literally, like, nobody, like, everyone's in, you know, wheelchairs or in hovercrafts. Like, no one actually, like, puts one foot in front of the other and walks in L.A. I get it now. I get it now. And I always like the line, I think I'll dye my hair blue from uh, uh, words. I never died. I did dye my hair blue, actually, at some point. It's not blue at the moment. But I I did it one point. What color hasn't your hair been? Green. It's never been green. It's a hard color to pull off. It's not, I don't think it would go with my skin tone. You know, that's for the hair color podcast, but like, yeah, it, it's a hard color to pull off, but mm-hmm. I've done it pretty much every other color there is. And Dale probably inspired the blue and missing persons were, you know, thanks to Terry or her then husband. It was man. blonde and then it was just a blue streak. Yeah. And she just looked like a piece of like candy or like a, a Christmas present or something. She used to be like wrapped up in cellophane and like yeah. electrical tape. Kind of like a Wendy, Wendy, uh, Wendy Williams look. Wendy O. Yeah, and it was a good look. It was a good look. Well, I want to wrap up by asking you guys. I started off by saying that on this controversial Rolling Stone list, you were at number sixty-six and number sixty-four, which you know could be up for debate whether you should be higher up or not. But you did make a pretty illustrious list of the hundred drum, greatest drummers of all time, according to Rolling Stone. And that was, you know, and you're of just a handful of 80s drummers that we've kind of discussed here today. How do you feel about being on that list with all these people and in the place you're at? How does it feel? You go, Chad, first. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't put a lot of... Um, of of you know into the list i didn't and you know this about me that you like you like the award shows and the and the, you know the, the hall of fame and all of that i get very invested i know that's that's your thing i get it i don't um but you know it's always nice to be recognized you know by your by whomever you know but like it's probably some fucking pencil pushing whatever nerds and I don't who knows but um again it's like I'm just happy to have a job and be playing and doing what I love to do and people want to you know 
come to see us and and the chili peppers and I get to play with my friends and and uh, uh, do what I love and and uh, so you know that's great. But the haters, I always get the I, Kenny doesn't because I don't think so because Ken's like he could do anything and has and has proven that many many times most people are like oh i don't really chad's overrated and he just plays really? beat over and over and the chili peppers aren't that good like they're always gonna say that's okay I, I get that i'm not look kenny and i we don't play for drummers we play for the people that want to make the music that want to tap their feet that want to fucking do this and do this I'm not playing for drummers. I love the drums and I, I'm amazed by the technical ability of everybody. And some of these guys are technically, that's why they're on the list. But like, I just want to make it feel good, play what's right for the song, have fun with my friends. And, and if I can just do that. I think that's what drumming's all about. It's probably the most collaborative. I mean, I know people do drum solos, you know, drum solos are a thing. It certainly was a thing in the eighties. That's fine, but then what about the other, you know, two hours? It's like you need the drums. It's, it's basically an accompaniment instrument. You need other people to play with. There's no question the drummer will motivate the band, which motivates the audience, and then it's a, it goes back and forth. Then when the audience is motivated, and, you know, humans are feeling creatures. They can feel it and see it, and they may not be able to define it. So the drummer's making the band. You, hey, Chad, you... You know how I sometimes will play left hand on the hi-hat and I'll raise my right hand? You know where that came from? We were all hung over. We were on tour playing in arenas. The band's hung over. I'm like, I knew John was going to blow a gasket if we didn't kick ass. So I started playing left-handed and pounding the snare drum with my right hand to wake everybody up. And then it became a thing. Do <laughs> <laughs> that thing! Yeah, then the audience is going, oh, yeah. They're all going like that. And I went, okay. <laughs> it was that works because we're all, so what I'm saying that's energy mm -hmm. audience feels it band feels it the, the band was all hung over all of a sudden like holy shit we got to get our asses in gear and then the audience feels it that's what a drummer does it well can I can I end this I mean by asking you guys for your definitive 80s moment of your respective careers if you haven't already we've heard some good stories already but is there one moment I know that Obviously, Chad, you you joined the the Peppers at sort of the tail end of of the '80s. You were in other bands before that. One of which I remember opened for the Alarm at one time in in Michigan. <laughs> Toby Red. There you go, to Toby Red. But what is like your definitive '80s moment? It could be a certain concert. It could be a certain song. Certain, you know, just anything that top. You well, know. for me, my mine didn't come so much with drumming, but from drumming, um, playing in 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 not with the Chili Peppers before in the band that opened for the Alarm. Um, you know, early on, I wanted to play drums. I love playing music, but I wanted to get girls, and so this girl we were playing. Yeah, so the this girl came to the bar we were playing at in Detroit, and I'd seen her a few times, and. I was always kind of talk, chat her up and talk to her. And, and finally, like, tonight's going to be the night. Like, I can tell it's going to happen. We go. I drive her home. I'm really drunk. One thing leads to another. Boom, boom, boom. I go to jail. And um, Wait, one thing leads to another. I go to jail. You skipped over something. <laughs> I'm going to skip over the stop Apparently. the road in the snowstorm. You know, I got to skip over that part. All right. I have my leather pants around my knees. I hit a car. Next thing you know. Anyway, 
as one does, yeah. next thing you know. I literally was in jail for 30 days. Holy did, cow. I, you're talking to a hardened criminal. 30, that's like too much. I feel like maybe that's the note to end it on, like the bad boy drummer, the wild forgotten 80s. Like what an 80s story. That's, it. That, that's what I remember. And then it was like, I got to get the fuck out of Michigan because I can't I keep I wouldn't get a driver's license for five years. And this is at the time my friend lived in California. He's like, you just go to the DMV and it says, have you had a license before? And you don't check the box and they give you one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. Gala of Hollywood, man. And that's what led you to L.A. And that's how you ended up in the Red Chili Peppers, because you got arrested in a snowstorm. While trying to get with some chick. Try. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. Go, yeah, Chad. No. That's yeah. my boy. I was going to say, you know, I, my 80s thing was Jack and Diane, but now I got to join in with Chad. I got to. I, I, I what about the Siebel townhouse? Oh, dude. This is where Chad and I met. All right. Well, I room. I room. Door. He slipped a note under the door of my room saying, keep it down with your boyfriend and, and you know, one of those. He was next door. We were next door to each other. Really? 1992, 93, 92? 91, 92. Woo! And the Chili Peppers were just exploding and we were already happening and they came to the concert. Dude, that's when you did two sets and when we're chatting at the intermission, you're like, yeah. Um, John's coming through the, the hallway. Um, it's really weird, but can you face the wall? Yeah, dude, I remember. And then I remember what's his name? He was playing on the piano, making fun of him, sing, playing Pink Houses. Yeah, funny was. <laughs> they were like, the manager's like, John Cougar's coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone got to leave and don't make icon like it was fucking Elvis Presley. So we're like, fuck this. What is John Cougar? He's a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> We're in the lobby. <laughs> yeah. and the only thing in the lobby was a piano when he goes over to the piano and Cookie's coming down with like his girlfriend or wife and it's all like, you know, security. And he's like, did a big house here? I was going, yeah. I thought that was so cool. And it all led to this moment of you exactly. totally 80s talking about Animal from the Muppets. It all led to this. It was fate. I got um, arrested. At a gig once. Well, now you say that, I have to hear that story. Right, I'll just go real quick. Because, I mean, I, I want to be, like, buddies with Chad in that same realm. I don't want to leave him in jail by himself. I didn't make it to jail. But I said to John, we were at, uh, what's that place in Chicago, Outdoor Arena? It's like 30,000, the world or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're playing out there. I said, John, I've been wearing the same clothes, a, a, a baseball cap backwards, tank top and you know like workout shorts and high tops i'm I'm getting rid of this shit i'm gonna throw my stuff in the audience and he says don't do it i'm like no i'm doing it i told him a week before i was gonna do it john's thinking hmm so i walk out for the encore so i'm doing it. He says, nah don't do it i said fuck that took shirt through it i took my sneakers only thing left i had was boxer shorts on and i'm playing and i'm playing yeah people got all the sweaty clothes are going out there i go off stage some guy comes up to me in a jacket ties says, hey are you the drummer i'm like yeah you want me to sign something he pulls out a badge says you can't take your clothes off here in uh illinois you know i'm like what and then john steps in and then the promoter comes in and starts the whole scene it was all staged but i didn't know that <laughs> 
<laughs> he fucking handcuffs me. I'm handcuffed and I'm being brought backstage to a room and I'm crapping in my pants. I said to him, hey, listen, you know, I'm actually an honorary deputy in, uh, which I had a badge from Indiana. He says, I don't give a fuck about Indiana. You're in Illinois, boy. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, so I get in there. They, they leave me in there. I'm handcuffed in my, you know, boxer shorts. All of a sudden, another cop comes in. It's a female cop. And then she says, you're in deep shit. I'm like, what the, what the, I mean, come on. She takes her hat off and the hair comes down. It was a stripper? Yep. <laughs> now, now, mind you, my girlfriend's out on the other side of the door. I'm running around like a chicken. Like, <laughs> hey, come on. You can't do this. You can't do this. She says, listen, I ain't leaving until I'm doing this. I've got orders from your boss. Yeah. Well, then John walks in with Elaine Irwin and his girlfriends. How's it going, Kenny? How's it going? They're like, oh, God, the things we have to do. <sighs> the 80s were a magical time. They were the best of times. They were the best of times. I've had the best of time talking with you guys. This has been so much fun. You guys really do you know, keep it funky. This was a good time. So a special thanks to Kenny Aronoff and Chad Smith and to everyone out there listening. Remember to give us Totally 80s, some love with a rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. And I will catch you next time. This was Totally 80s, the podcast dedicated to the music of the greatest decade ever. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Totally 80s. And please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next episode, catch you on the flip side.